How would you like to talk to a Heisman Trophy winner? You know what? I, he's a Heisman Trophy winner, and I remember him smashing around for Ohio State. But really, honestly, I, I remember him most for, I, I will say this, Eddie George and I have absolutely nothing in common. He is uh, athletic. He is good-looking. He uh, keeps himself in shape. He's a intelligent individual. Uh, we have one thing in common. We both have the exact same attitude on the golf course. Okay. And that is, um, you know what? If we're playing well, great. And if we're not, well, look out. Yeah. It's a Heisman Trophy winner. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie, Eddie George. What's up? What's up, man? How you doing, Dave? Good. I'm here with my buddy Jason Ross, and uh, I surprised all of them by saying, uh, you know, you've got a very busy week, very busy a weekend. huge weekend. You're always busy, but uh, nice of uh, our golf buddy to join us. How you been, my man? Man, I've been great, man. You know, uh, you're talking about golf real quick. I- I'm still marveling at my those two shots I had. Um, the golf couldn't be played in with a nice little fade. Around the corner, um, about three ninety out, uh-huh. and I laid it up 12, 12 feet from the green. That was simply awesome. And the next shot that I hit goes uh, off the shanks, off the right uh, in the woods. And that felt like that moment I wanted to quit golf. <laughs> it was like the it, it, Jason. It was like the sixteenth or fifteenth hole, I think. And Eddie and I both have uh, both have similar issues uh, just off the green. And Eddie, Eddie hit. We we had a beautiful shot. It was just off the green. I think we were. I think we were trying to chip on uh, for yeah. Bert, for birdie. And yeah. Eddie and I both chunked it. Oh. Eddie chunks his. And and Eddie, I, I saw because Eddie is the the sweetest, nicest, like most calm dude you you could meet. Eddie took a second swing at a ball he dropped, and I think that ball with your uh, with your fifty six. I think that ball went about three hundred and fifty yards. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to prove to myself I could hit it. Like, <laughs> moment to moment, you just never know with golf. But uh, to say the least, man, it's been an amazing week. I've been up uh, this morning uh, since about 3 a.m. doing a whole bunch of media tours. I'm talking about um, Steve and, and my career, um, our career together, uh, old teammates, old times. And typically on a day like this, you, you, you'll get tired at some point. And you're like, ah, this is dragging on. I was ready to quit. It's none of that. It's been going from one interview to the next, and it's been amazing. It's been awesome. Uh, I, I usually make a plan. I plan every Sunday my 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 planner, my week out, and in terms of what I want to do, what I want to accomplish. Um, very detailed oriented. And this week, the one thing that I said I was going to do across the board, and everything that I do is smell the roses. Mm. Enjoy this time. I want to lay in it. I want to live in it. I, I don't want it to end because times like this don't happen often. Usually uh, people come together from all walks that, that know me, that love me, and, and my family members. Uh, they come together sometimes for funerals like this or something drastic. And I've been doing, going to too many funerals over the past year. Yeah. So for us to get together and to celebrate my career, Steve's career, uh, on, a, on a day that the Titans play a critical game against the Indianapolis Colts, um, it's truly, truly an honor. And uh, I'm just going to relish in the moment and experience love, man. And, and that's where I am right now. So what will Sunday then truly mean to have your jersey retired? I mean, it's it's so special. It's it's quite an honor. That moment for you, Eddie, uh, this weekend when I think it's the Colts. Yeah, it's the Colts. What will that mean to you to, to be going through that this weekend? Well, um, I'll be the only 27 in NFL history to have my number retired. Huh. And that's uh, rarefied air unto itself. 
and it's quite an honor. There are, are, are more Hall of Famers than there are numbers retired. So uh, to have that distinction means a lot. Uh, to be recognized by the organization, uh, Amy Adamstrong, I owe so much gratitude. I have so much gratitude and, and love for her for just even being open to the idea of retiring my jersey and, and showing that appreciation. And she's going above and beyond the call of duty in terms of really making sure that I'm happy. She said she wants me to do one thing, and that was smile. And I'm smiling every day. And I really appreciate what she's been able to do for me, uh, my family, uh, my friends, former teammates. Uh, it allows me to reach back and, uh, and, and, and talk to my old teammates to have them come in again for a joyous occasion and to show appreciation and love for the uh, years that we had we spent together. Eddie George joining us. Eddie, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I get the distinct impression that uh, it, it would be special enough to have your 27 retired, but with everything going on this weekend, you and Steve McNair are, are so inseparable when it comes to Tennessee Titans lore, and most would say the two greatest Titans in history. Steve's not here to experience this, but I, yep. I, I feel like for you, um, I don't want to say it's an added pressure. It's almost an added honor and an added humility. It seems like you're, you're experiencing this experiencing this weekend and this week, not just for you, but for Steve, uh, for everybody who's no going to be there to honor Steve. And, and I imagine that puts a big smile on your face. Well, there, there was the argument can, can be made that there was enough there for Amy Adams Trump to, to, to split it, to say, okay, we'll have a ceremony for Steve and a ceremony for Eddie. And that's okay. But I think it was only proper because we always shared the spotlight when we played mm-hmm. There was no hierarchy in terms of whose team it was. We were a team. When Steve was up, I was down. When I was down, Steve was up. Or And, and, and we, we picked each other up. We, we supported one another. And, uh, you know, it was only fitting and proper and appropriate that we have our jerseys retired together. Eddie George with us. Eddie, uh, follow you on Twitter. I saw a great moment. I don't know if it was yesterday or it was just posted yesterday, but you had an opportunity to surprise some kids, uh, roll in, and uh, and not only knock them on, on their tails, but also uh, provide them tickets and really have a great time with them. Uh, you know, we'll get into this later, but I, I know you're a lot more than football now, but I would imagine moments like that are really priceless for you to put smiles on kids' faces and really, uh, really give them a memory they're not ever going to forget. Man, you know, now that was awesome. Yep. I, I, I really enjoyed that moment because it confirmed to me at this point in my life, um, I moved from a player to uh, now a mentor. And uh, to see the smiles, the joy, the, 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 the pure unadulterated joy out of these kids in terms of they're getting new helmets where most schools nowadays are getting, they have six, seven helmets. These kids are getting hand-me-down uh, equipment that's just being refurbished and reused, and somebody else is used, getting used stuff. So now they have their own new helmets, and there's just one of them. I mean, the appreciation and the smiles on their faces were, were just priceless. And it was genuine, and they loved it. And after uh, we, we, you know, I presented them with the tickets and the helmets, you know, we sat and we talked for about another 15 minutes about my career, what it takes to be great, the, the importance of getting your education, the importance of thinking 
beyond the game of football. If you go on to have your jersey retired, you make it to the NFL Hall of Fame, you make millions of dollars. And I was telling them, hey, you know, the owners are billionaires. Just imagine, you know, being in that position. You know, don't just aspire to make millions of dollars when you could be a billionaire. You know, so really pushing them to think beyond the game of football is that that's not the end all be all because in a lot of our neighborhoods, a lot of these societies and, um, in these impoverished areas and kids that don't have enough or they don't have the right resources, you know, they're, they, they limit themselves on what they can be and they put themselves in a box. My, my thought process was to unleash that box. So yesterday, to say the least, it was an incredible day and it just confirmed for me where God wants me to be in my life. And that's to help mentor, inspire, uh, to refresh the lives, to bring hope to the lives of the youth. That's awesome. Eddie George joining us here on The Drive on KHDK. Eddie, what do you say to people or when you hear the phrase that's been thrown out there recently in the last couple of years? Oh, the running back position, it's, uh, it's it's not the same. It's devalued. It's not as important. Obviously, you played it at the highest of levels. You were a guy that got the bulk of the carries and offense that was built around you at times. What do you say when you hear that kind of phrase being thrown out there now? I, I can make the argument that it's hogwash mm. because it is. Dallas has paid Ezekiel $100 million, and I think it's proven right there. When you have a special running back and you have that, that bell horse you can rely on, especially with the quarterback that's developing like Dak Prescott, you, you have to have that element. You've got to have a guy that can carry the load and be a difference maker. Dallas recognizes the fact that, hey, our best chances of winning a title runs through Ezekiel Elliott. And the same thing can be said in the league. Your best chance is to have a Todd Gurley, an Ezekiel Elliott, a Le'Veon Bell, a Derrick Henry. Because without those guys, you don't have balance. You can't take the pressure off the quarterback. So the money game is still, you still have to run the ball to win the game. Unless you're Tom Brady and you have a cheating head coach. So, you know, that's, 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 the, that's the, uh, the formula for success. So, you um, know, I, I take that back. I love Bill Belichick. Right. I, I'm just joking when right. I say that. I don't want to get tweets from the New England fans saying, oh, Eddie George is an a-hole and this and that. And I'm like, look, I, I'm joking. But uh, to say the least, you have to have that formula for it to be successful in this league. You've got to have a strong running attack. And, uh, you know, um, they, they've devalued it to, to prove to show that, hey, we want to spend our money elsewhere to – to make the game more exciting, to, 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 to sell more tickets, to have more viewership. But the bottom line is you want to win championships, you've got to be able to run the ball in December and November. Number 27 will never be worn again in Tennessee. Eddie George joins us right now. His number retired this weekend. You know, you talked about being a mentor, and in your previous uh, comments on running backs, you mentioned Derrick Henry. Looking at numbers last year, Derrick Henry, through his first six games, didn't run for more than 57 yards in the game, didn't score a single touchdown. In his last 10 games, he had 12 touchdowns, including a two-game stretch with Jacksonville and the Giants. Maybe the best two-game stretch we've seen over the last two decades in the league. 408 yards and six touchdowns. And you, if, if I had Derrick Henry on right now and I said, what do you attribute to your improvement in performance? I guarantee you one of the first things he'd say would be talking to and being mentored by Eddie George. How great is that for you? And, and what did you tell Derrick uh, to really get in his head and, and help realize his potential? Well, Derrick reached out to uh, various people and I was one of them. Uh, so I can't take total credit for his turnaround. And only Derrick can take total credit because 
for one, I, I, I commend him nowadays on reaching out, uh, getting, trying to seek out wisdom, being uh, open to, 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 to real criticism. And I was basically honest with him. And I said, you know, in so many words, that you're too big and too powerful to run as soft as you are. You know, you have now have you've got to run as if your career depends on it, because it does. And they're looking elsewhere for a back that's going to get it done. You know, I said, Derek, uh, they're not wanting you to hit the home run. We understand you can hit the home run. You have the speed, but it's the in-between that we need to see. You need to be more consistent on third and two, fourth and one, third and one, converting those, those yards. I said, if it's not there, the hole's not there, create it, meaning that you have to create your hole. You have to put your head down and punish defenders. Lean into them and establish and impose your will. And with that, he just took off and imposed his will <laughs> to have in his historic run. And that was gratifying to see that, you know. Um, of course, I wanted him to slow down. I didn't want him to break any of all my records. But, mm. uh, but certainly, you know, when I can give to him, you know, uh, that, 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 that knowledge, that inspiration, uh, and to see him flourish was phenomenal. And, uh, and he's only going to grow. He's only going to get better. So uh, I just really say kudos to Derek for, you know, reaching out. Because nowadays a lot of young kids think they understand, they got it, they don't need uh, any counsel from anyone who's been there and done that. And uh, when you seek wisdom, it tells me that he's in the right vein of, of, of being prosperous. Eddie George with us here on KHDK. Eddie, if you could run out of the tunnel one more time, would it be as a Ooh. Tennessee Titan or with the Ohio State? Ooh. Uh, Ooh. You know, I, I would say I would say the Titans. Yeah. Um, I would definitely say the Titans at this point in time in my life because of the relationships that were established uh, during those years. We had some really special teams. And oftentimes you can take those, those teams for granted. And... Um, just the makeup of the spirit of the team, who we were, um, what we've accomplished, and how we were able to maintain that for so long because it can come and go at any time. You know, once jealousy or envy, uh, once success comes, complacency will collect, to come to collect. And along with that, it's, um, you know, uh, envy of players. And you've got another guy getting paid more than you. And, and, and that can poison the locker room in a heartbeat, but we had that on our team in terms of uh, guys being successful and we still maintained our, our, our level of love, humility, and respect for one another, and, and we just helped each other grow. And that was, and that's the secret sauce to any, any successful business, any successful team, is the spirit of the organization and being having the um, – the hive mind mentality that you're all collectively in the same thought process in terms of winning championships and being and, and sacrificing your personal goals for the great success of the movement. So uh, that's what I would say the Titans. I know it was a long winded answer, but that's that's what I would say. Well, and, and you know, and uh, as we wrap up with Eddie George, I wanted to finish with a couple non football things. I think it's important at least from my perspective, for people to understand. One of my favorite things, Eddie, about this job is occasionally you get to know athletes that you grew up, you, you, you watched on TV. I remember watching you smash people at Ohio State and obviously with Tennessee and getting to know a human being behind it. And, and sometimes, 
you got regular Joes and Janes, and that's fine. But sometimes you also have these diamonds in the rough that that you never would have imagined. One of my favorite memories, Jason, of the last you know my entire career was uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, uh, Eddie, we were at some mixer for I think Cedric's tournament, and and Eddie and I are in a corner, back corner of. Uh, of this mixer, sitting at a table. People are smoking cigars, hanging out, having drinks. We were down there with our friends Phil Oates and all those guys, and it was just Eddie and I at a table, and we got to to this conversation, uh, and, man, we talked about philosophy, the afterlife, spiritualism, wow. just uh, reading uh, different different books Eddie reads and, and, and different writers he's read over the years from Shakespeare to on and on and on, and the, the, the depth Eddie has it absolutely blew me away. And Eddie, I know it's important for you. You know, you're always going to be remembered as Heisman Trophy winner Eddie George, who had his number retire mm-hmm. with Tennessee. But one thing you've always communicated to me is that it is extremely important to you. Talking to a guy who was in the play Chicago, mm-hmm. who, who toured with them. Talking to a guy who got his MBA from Northwestern post career. How important it is is it for you? And what are the next ten years for Eddie George going to be like to to separate yourself as just Eddie George, the football guy? Well, it's it's evolution. It's um, you know we've had a wonderful conversation. I do remember that day um, just talking about our our spiritual life, and for me, it's evolving my spirit. Uh, where I where I am today, I wasn't yesterday, and where I was yesterday, I wasn't a year ago. So I, I say that to say that I I know I'm not living for the material things of this world, but more toward my spirit, how I can be used for the greater good of mankind to show, you know, how your spiritual life can produce much fruit for you. I think we can all achieve great things by um, our, our own personal will and our own physical abilities without that true element of, of spirituality and growth. Um, you can achieve so much more and beyond and it's more gratifying when you're serving others. So that's, that's kind of where I am right now. I constantly work on my craft uh, as, a, as a speaker, as a writer, as an actor, I'm constantly looking at, at, at the world, how the world works from, from a business perspective, um, constantly looking for ways to pour into others and inspire them. You know, I'm, I'm realizing my role as that, as I raise my sons, and my wife, you know, that's that's my corporation, so to speak, you know, because if my household doesn't run right, then I know my business can't run right. And if my business can't run right, my money's not going to be right. And if my money's not right, my life's not going to be right. Okay. So it all starts with me and my spirituality and me inspiring others and, and the rest is icing on the cake. I told the story yesterday as we wrap up with Eddie George as we were all driving to play golf on Sunday. It was me, Eddie, Phil Oates, and Spud Webb. And Spud Webb took shotgun and had Eddie George sitting behind him in the car we were driving in. <laughs> Eddie's far more forgiving than I was. I got to drive. Eddie had to sit behind Spud, but that's the type of dude Spud is. That's the type of guy Eddie George is. We had great times. We'll have more, and I really appreciate you this week coming on, taking the time to speak with us, and I know we'll talk soon. Yeah, not a problem, man. Until next time, man. Keep hit hit the ball straight. Or hit that that nice little uh, fade you got going. A slice. Hey, hey, baby. <laughs> you, you too. I'll see you next August. All right, brother. All right, brother. Take All care. Right.